0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Money Changes Everything, How Finance Made Civilization Possible. This book explains the crucial role of finance in the development of human society. Today, Finance acts as a machine allocating resources, diversifying risk, and changing economic value realization across time and space. Throughout history, finance has been the trigger for the creation of writing, math, and the concept of a contract. It has been a significant force behind civilization's development. How does the machine of finance function? And how does it advance the course of society? The book Money Changes Everything, How Finance Made Civilization Possible discusses these ideas in detail. The author of the book William N. Getzman is a leading American financial historian. He is the Edwin J. Beinecke Professor of Finance and Management Studies and Faculty Director of the International Center for Finance at Yale University. He grew up on the Yale campus and was deeply influenced by the intense academic atmosphere. This inspired Getzman to go on to have a stunning financial career, becoming the president of both the Western and European finance associations as well as a research associate for the National Bureau of Economic Research. Throughout this time, he studied in depth the financial history of several countries. For the past 20 years, he has focused on the comparison between European and Chinese financial development and innovation. He gives us an in-depth summary of Eastern economics in a world dominated by Western financial ideology. With this book, Getzman invites us to consider the unique and powerful insights found in the East and how they may affect modern economic policy. Next, we will outline the three significant points of the book. Part 1 – Finance allocates resources through time and other dimensions Part 2 – finance is a significant driving force behind civilization's development. Part 3, finance has been an integral part of the development of modern human society. Let's begin the first part, finance allocates resources through time and other dimensions. Finance is like a time machine that magically brings forward or delays the realization of economic value. For example, In agricultural societies where overall economic productivity is low, poor households often suffer from food shortages. They may have exhausted their food supply from last year's harvest, and they won't harvest this year's crop until next month. So what can they do? That's where finance comes into play. Low-income families may borrow their way out of trouble. They can borrow grain, or money to buy grain, and return it when they harvest or sell their crops. Of course, the lender adds a certain amount of interest to the repayment, but through the financial mechanism of borrowing, a bridge between present need and future supply of food can be created. With this system in place, the value and functionality of food in the future can be accessed in the present. This example is the ancient foundation of finance. In more developed economies, This concept has evolved from a method to stave off starvation, to the basis of our society. A perfect example is the way we use mortgages to purchase homes today. People who have just joined the workforce rarely have enough money to buy a house outright. It can take several years if not decades to save up the necessary funds. What are they supposed to do? Just like the farmers, they can use finance as a time machine. Of course, finance doesn't literally allow buyers to travel into the future to purchase a home, it moves the value of their money instead. They can use the promise of future repayment to secure a bank loan, thereby raising the money to buy a home immediately. Finance's role as a time machine also encourages entrepreneurship. Individuals who have no money, but a burning ambition to start a business can secure the necessary financing by getting a loan. They plan to repay this loan with the future earnings of their business. Without finance, only people who have already amassed a fortune can realize the dream of entrepreneurship. This would greatly hinder economic development, and many of the companies we now know as titans of industry would never have gotten off the ground. This point was previously discussed in our book entitled Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. Finance can not only allow us to access future economic value but it can also postpone present monetary value for access in the future. For example, annuities and pensions require current money to be deposited in a social institution. When retirement or another agreed-upon situation occurs, people collect the social institution's capital to access their stored economic value. In addition to bringing forward or delaying economic value realization, Finance can reallocate capital so that money flows more efficiently in businesses. For instance, all those who invest in a business are trying to make money, not lose it. However, the development outcome of each enterprise is different. Some enterprises are thriving, while others suffer from long-term losses, huge debts, or even bankruptcies. What are investors supposed to do? They change their financial strategy and use the stock market to achieve optimal capital allocation. They can sell shares of unprofitable enterprises and buy shares of profitable enterprises quickly. Since investors' capital can flow so quickly between enterprises via the stock market, banks need to consider extra criteria when lending to businesses. They must evaluate the business borrower's profitability and that industry's developmental prospects. Banks will not lend money to enterprises with mediocre profitability and unpromising developmental prospects. The primary function of the two major financial institutions, banks and brokerages, is to reallocate capital. Hence, money flows to profitable enterprises, while unprofitable ones often have to quit the market due to lack of funds. In this way, the Darwinian theory of the survival of the fittest applies to rapid economic growth. Businesses must be suited to the environment they evolve in, otherwise, they will be outcompeted by more profitable, thus fit businesses. Finance allows us to postpone the use of funds or enjoy economic value ahead of time, facilitates our capital flow to the more profitable businesses, but there is always risk involved. After all, whether it is investment or mortgage repayment, we need some period of time to complete financial processes, during which unforeseeable incidents could occur and significantly influence the result. Speaking of which, you may wonder, what can be done to mitigate risks? Financial markets are keenly aware of this problem and have developed risk prevention measures to reallocate and diversify risk. Specific financial contracts are invented to allocate risk among various parties, preventing risk concentration on a single group or individual. For example, life insurance transfers the risk of mortality from a household to an insurance company, diversifying it by sharing it among many other policyholders. There is no better example of the financial reallocation of risk than life annuities. A lifetime annuity is a given amount of money that a person pays to an institution each year, while he or she can still work to earn a living. When someone can no longer work, they stop depositing into their account and begin to receive a certain amount of money from the said institution annually. The yearly payment to this institution is called purchasing an annuity. When you collect the money from the authority, it is called receiving an allowance. Financial instruments like life annuities have successfully tackled a major problem, namely coping with financial instability from losing a steady income. By purchasing an annuity, individuals can transfer the risk of bankruptcy in old age to social institutions. This is not a modern concept. Getzman mentions that life annuities were common in medieval Europe. By 1535, of Amsterdam's annual budget went to make debt and annuity payments. Today, purchasing annuities is even more prevalent and sophisticated. The American social security system allows annuitants to receive periodic benefits from the government once they choose to cash in their account. Moreover, these annuity payments are linked to wage rates. As inflation and living standards rise, wages are increasing and so are annuities. In this case, senior citizens can benefit greatly from the pensions they receive. Such is the role of finance in hedging and diversifying risks. That concludes the first part of the bookie. Finance allocates resources through time and other dimensions. Finance can bring forward or delay the realization of economic value and reallocate capital to more profitable enterprises to promote economic development. Furthermore, it can prevent and diversify risks and provide security for contract participants. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.